Good morning, campers, and welcome back to Camp Cryptid. I'm your host, Louis Stardust, joined by Erica Fett. Hello, everyone. Yes, our other wonderful host. I never know how to do this intro because I feel like we're being like we are co-host, but we are host. We do this together. Yeah, but I love your voice so much, so it's like perfect. I love your voice. No. (laughs) No, I love your voice. I hate editing mine. No, I'm the the same. I'm like, please play everything but my voice, please. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, We decided to take a week off if you didn't see our social media post and you were wondering where we've been. Uh, Erica and I got new mics. Hopefully you can sound like hear a difference in our sound. Whoop, Maybe. Whoop. I hope so. Yes. We were yeah, both using uh, our mics from Twitch streaming, I think. And, you know, those weren't great for Twitch streams. But when we're trying to do a little bit more uh, narrative, you know, it wasn't so good. So hopefully these will work better. Um, again, I will reiterate this if you haven't seen us post about this. We are new to podcasting. We are new to doing this and we're doing it by ourselves. Uh, we're not audio experts and we're doing our best to give you the best sound and we want to make sure episodes are quality over quantity of course and um, you know this might still need some tweaking so we're hoping that this sounds good we're hoping that you guys like this episode and hopefully uh, we'll have perfect sound soon yes I hope that this is already up there (laughs) and with that being said you know if you do have tips or pointers that can help us you know with figuring out these things feel free to always drop a line to us on our social media or you know at our um, website campcryptedpodcast.com you can submit some feedback to us we would love if you would love to see us succeed and be you know the best sounding podcast out there just to shoot us some tips every now and then we love that (laughs) absolutely I think where we left off uh, on the previous episode was Halloween so what did you wind up doing for Halloween this year so Halloween I had my entire yard decorated and then it rained right when kids were supposed to trick-or-treat so (laughs) you didn't get any trick-or-treaters maybe like two and then it downpoured and then it was like well now I'm stuck with all of this candy so awesome oh my goodness (laughs) what about you I got well I got a huge bag of candy like this big bowl and Um, I don't know if I mentioned this previously, but like everywhere I've lived, I've never had trick-or-treaters. And now I was like, this is the time. My neighborhood has tons of kids. They're absolutely going to come. None of them came. I was so sad. So I had, yeah. I mean, luckily I bought candy I liked, so it was fine. Is trick-or-treating a thing of the past? Like, do people still (laughs) trick-or-treat? I think it's, I honestly think it's a lot of that like trunk-or-treat stuff. Oh, I think kids yeah. are just going to like schools or churches or something and just trunk or treating, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but that tradition was like so big. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I trick or treated until I was like 15. Yeah, same. <laughs> I was small <laughs> enough where it worked. You I know. know. I, I got like, I don't know if this is a TMI story. I can cut it out if it is. But like I got real stoned one year trick or treating and I had my glasses in my hands and I left them in somebody's candy bowl. <gasps> And I couldn't find them, so I was just, like, unable to see. Oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So teenage uh, Lewis story there for you. Oh, but, I love that. So I didn't get to do much, like, in that spirit. Um, we had a Halloween party with my friends last Saturday, so, like, the weekend after Halloween. And we wind up doing, like, a just, like, a small get-together, and I was a mushroom. Oh, my gosh, and love it. On actual Halloween, I went to my local game store, and they did, like, uh, just Magic Commander stuff, but everybody dressed up, and if you were in costume, they gave you, like, special giveaways for stuff, which I thought was really Oh, my God, that's so fun. No, I love it. That's so fun. That was the extent of it. Um, I watched a bunch of movies. They just put Bram Stoker's Dracula on Netflix. Oh, I already watched it. (laughs) So that has been, like, the the thing. And then I just stand there, and I cry at the end, just 
sobbing this is beautiful yes. <laughs> and not to talk about magic too much but i just want to say if you are a bram stoker's dracula fan they are uh making a hollow like a really spooky set that's coming out this week and it's going to be like tons of vampire horror stuff and they're doing special art piece cards is the best way i can expect it like explain the best way i can explain it to people who don't you magic is that they're doing special art cards that are all based on dracula which is really cool so i'm very excited about that if you're like a horror fan i think you might like those so yeah uh, you've shown me pictures of those and i'm like she's going to totally get me into magic <laughs> yes they're so pretty i'm obsessed with all of her magic cards as it is so <laughs> yeah did you wear anything probably no i didn't dress up or anything you know i have all of these like latex pieces that I've gotten to do like FX over the years and I it's so scary to do I just never end up doing it so now I've got all of these like random like bald caps and all this some good I'm always like oh I'm just I'm gonna do penhead this year I'm totally gonna know oh you should that oh. would be so good one it so one of these years I will finally do it <laughs> that is like my dream costume for you like oh. it's my head cannon my heart oh. would be amazing well yes um today though we're gonna be talking about cults and since we were talking about just like weird outfits and things, uh, I thought we could talk about maybe before we get into cult, something that is like controversial and also just like a theory is that Jared Leto has a cult. Yeah, his uh, his his band 30 Seconds to Mars has like their own island that has these yeah. kind of like expeditions that fans, super oh, yeah. fans almost can take to go spend time with the band, right? Like yeah so it's in croatia um okay, okay. and it's called mars island hmm, okay. and uh they <laughs> hosted hundreds of his like very loyal fans and they did a festival so there was like music like yoga uh, a bunch of other stuff and then he posted this picture of him in all white with like everybody else in white and was like yes this is a cult and i know that could be like cheeky and fun because like people make fun of it but with how like deranged i feel like jared leto is after like the things he did for suicide squad like didn't he like send a bunch of dead rats to people and yeah was, like, like i knew like he i was, was like never Joker. yeah he was always in like yeah. character or something like that and he was like sending weird yeah. stuff to people yeah so like that's where like that and like him being like a very attractive man and like him being able to like lure people and i i feel like it's really a cult i know they're saying it's a joke like a joke i feel it in my soul that he's probably a cult leader um and we talk about this all the time. Like you I mean, I. the only way we can figure this out is, okay, someone get us tickets to this Mars Island. Let us go investigate this ourselves. You know, you we're two level-headed this. people. You I say this I'm not into be... Jared Leto in that sense, so I feel like I could go into this with, like, a level head and be like, okay, he's he's using this. He's narcissistic. I mean, what was that? <laughs> See, but my thing is I just like toxic men. So he'd be like, you're pretty. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm joining this Listen, cult. Listen, if like, you like the bad boy type, I can totally see how Jared Leto is like ticks everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. it's just like, again, like that is just, and I, that's such a stupid thing for me to say because I don't feel like I'm an impressionable person. But that kind of goes into like the point of statistics with, cults is that it's always like young or like impressionable people impressionable people uh people who might have been through like a recent thing of trauma uh, maybe they are just very uh, job, like yeah family yeah member yeah absolutely like major and, life events yeah and it also says that most um most likely women are able to like more 
women are more likely to join a cult than men. So yes. I feel like that just puts us at like an immediate disadvantage. I mean, the problem is, is that like I've heard things of like Charles Manson talking and I'm like, he's very mm-hmm. enthusiastic. Like, yeah. I'll give it to him. You know, he's yeah. a speaker. <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to think that they're charming or anything because it like uh, it, it goes into, you know, Nexium for me. That's yeah. like one that I was like really like losing my mind over after um what is her name allison she she was in smallville and she winded up uh getting charged for a bunch of stuff with that cult but i think it's just like it's that mentality that people have with even abusive relationships where they're like well if it was bad why didn't you leave and you're like well no they're just mentally trapped in something and they believe so much in it that that's just what happens a lot of these times these cults do um behavior modification to make people change what they're doing and change who they are and change different things to kind of detach from their old life into this new life with this cult so it's almost like rebirthing yourself into a family same even with their money they'll they'll get them to use their money so that everything's invested in there and then there's absolutely nothing else um same also with just like people who have like rejected god or religion like that's a new religion for them it's a new place to feel safe it's a new place that they are you know feeling like maybe they're love bombed like they're being shown so much affection and things that they've not been given and at the end of this we'll probably talk about like movies and stuff too but that's like very much what midsummer is and you know what i mean it's it's the idea of feeling accepted by a group of people who are like yourself with one i think one kind of goal is um kind of the whole idea which is pretty yeah. crazy because, you know, we've seen so many cults, I feel like even just in our lifetime, that have all been, you know, the same kind of concept, but such different execution, you know? You've got, mm-hmm. like, Waco, which took a more violent, you know, approach. Oh my God, and then, yeah. You know, I would say even with, you know, like, Heaven's Gate cult, they wanted to be more peaceful. So, I mean, you do have different approaches to different cults, but it's also, it's yes. just a very, it's kind of same story, different, different tune, you know? Well, same with Manson. I mean, he was just like, I didn't do anything. I was just a guy. I was just just charismatic. What's up? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, Which we're going to talk about Heaven's Gate today. That's our whole thing. Uh, But now that we're talking about Manson as well, uh, we went to the Museum of Death over in L.A. And they had a whole, like, section for, I guess because, like, uh, the Black Dahlia was local to there. So they had a really amazing Black Dahlia section. And then they had a Manson section where they had what it was like a quilt that they had made mm-hmm. just in there on top of like everything else. And then they had a room that was like a what, what would you say? What's the term? So like a reanimation. But yeah, like, it was like basically uh, a diorama, like a life size yes. diorama of, of what happened at Heaven's Heaven's Gate cult when they all yeah. committed suicide. It was, like, all the beds, but, like, mannequins laid out wearing, like, the Nikes, the same outfits, the patches and stuff. Yeah, I think um, they – I think the L.A. Museum of Death has, like, the largest um, collection of actual memorabilia from Heaven's Gate, as I want to say. Because a oh, lot yeah. of the stuff in there was they had purchased from, you yeah. know, the estate itself. Yeah, and they have – I mean, if you get a chance to check it out, I think they're currently closed because they were moving locations. I wanted to go back when I just visited. Um, But I know they also have a location in New Orleans, and then once that reopens, um, it's a really – I don't think we pay that much to go visit it, and there's so much to see in there. And it covers all all different topics, yeah. So Mm -hmm. you'll you'll see stuff on cults and mass suicides and and, – 
notorious murders around the area, but you also see things like different ways that people practice, um, you know, burials and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's just an overall, you know, look and like educational. Yeah, exactly. Of death as a whole, but Heaven's Gate is definitely yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely I would say that museum's not like in a like glorifying like look at what these people did. It's more of like a educational like bizarre kind of thing. Um, I tried to find some statistics and I wasn't really finding much. I was mostly finding like who is impressionable and who would join a cult. And I was taking a quiz to see if I would be that person. (laughs) I was getting too real for me. So I turned it off, but I was pretty like, I don't want to know the answer to this. I don't. I kind of do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the only thing I could really find was like, there was a New York times article in 1982 and, um, the doctor that they were interviewing said that at that time they estimated that there was 2,500 to 3,000 cults in the U.S. with dozens of with dozens of small cults too numerous to keep track of, and that was back then. So, like, I can only imagine what is going on now. See, uh, I don't I, personally I, know anyone who's been involved in like a cult, you know, like an actual cult. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, we get all the pyramid scheme, like multi multi level marketing. Uh, yeah, stuff, so like you know? LuLaRue is that the one? <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's like the equivalent. It's getting there. You yeah, know what I mean? It's just yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, I feel like I I just think maybe some people don't even know that they would be you know prone to being involved in a cult until something in their life changes and maybe they're at a vulnerable state in their life. Yeah, and I and I absolutely like. I want to say this in a way where I don't mean disrespect to people that go to churches because I don't think every church is like this, but I've definitely seen a couple churches that are very like cult-like in a way where it's just like, how do you not find that concerning? Um, I guess it's also like, like midnight mass, right? Like I just started watching that. I know it's not the same way, but like things that are like so dedicated to a point where you're like missing what you truly believe in yes is like that kind of cult weird well it's like fanaticism to an extent too because it's like Mm -hmm. okay you have one event and you can you can take different events and kind of fit them into the mold to fit what you're going for to kind of hype up the actual cause and i feel like Mm -hmm. that's kind of what midnight mass does is it shows like how one event can lead to okay a few people believe but then a few more things happen and it's like oh it's this like fanaticism and people are obsessed and people are pumped and people are behind the cause and i think that's all it takes is a few people to snowball and show that dedication and then it just really just takes off oh absolutely it's it's kind of terrifying (laughs) it's kind of and it's also like you don't want to be like they're smart or they're really intelligent but it's just like it's bizarre to me that their mind works in that way that they could essentially possess people into this like it's just so absolutely it's so crazy um but we're going to talk about heavenscape and these are uh this is a perfect example of what we wanted to talk about with cults um, Heaven's Gate was an American new religious movement, which, let's be honest, that's just a term for cult. Uh, it was founded in 1947 and led by Bonnie Nettles and Marshall Applewhite, and they were known within the movement as T and Doe, respectively. Uh, they met in 1972 and went on a journey of spiritual discovery together, identifying themselves as the two witnesses of Revelation, attracting a following of several hundred people. Uh, in the 1970s, Heaven's Gate is described as a mixture of christian like christianity new age and ufology and as such it's been characterized as a ufo religion which if i'm being honest 
sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah. (laughs) A UFO religion is enough to probably get me involved. Yeah. So I don't want to say I would join a cult, but that's pretty. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy, too, because this this was founded in the 70s um, by Bonnie and and Marshall. And basically they have both come kind of been brought together by an event where Marshall was in the hospital and she kind of helped them, you know, get. So they kind of used each other to kind of um, ricochet off these ideas of of their meaning in the universe and, you know, how they Mm -hmm. could go forward. Um. And so they they came to this conclusion. And, and honestly, if you all ever want to read the information, their website is still online to this day. You can see their mission statement and you can see all of their stuff um, online still to this day. It's all still hosted. Um, so we'll make sure to drop uh, links in our lovely Camp Cryptid subreddit. Um, but yeah, this whole entire cult was kind of founded by uh, Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. And the really interesting thing about it is it did have a lot of people interested in this in the 70s when it originally was founded. Um, what's really also uh, very interesting about this is that, you know, when the when it all started, they actually got a lot of people involved because, you know, this love of Star Wars and Star Trek and, you know, this this hysteria of UFOs that was kind of recently in the news because of, you know, stuff like Roswell a couple decades before, you know, and all of these people were kind of just interested in, and in, you know, what else is there? And I think this kind of gave Marshall and Bonnie the the little bit of following that they had both kind of wanted. I mean, to bring it back for a second for what you said to, like, Star Trek and stuff, that's, like, what their patches read. So it says uh, Heaven's Gate Away Team, which is, like, a reference to that. The fact that they just put Star Trek references into their religion and people were just like, all right, yeah, that's the truth, is so crazy to yeah, me. Yeah, they, they, they truly believed that by, by reaching the next level, and that was basically by, like, shedding all of your humanity as far as, like, selfishness Mm -hmm. greed lust stuff like that if you could just shed yourself of like basically everything that kind of makes you a human that would get you to the next level and you would almost evolve into like this uh, alien type being being. yeah which they actually had pictures of on their walls (laughs) Mm -hmm. which actually was really cute i was like okay that looks cute (laughs) um but that's again that's something that like makes it almost like okay i can understand why some of this was impressionable yeah and the weird thing about it is it's not like the people that they recruited were, you know, um, not intelligent. These were people from, like, you know, good family backgrounds that were intelligent, that were, you know, had great jobs. And, you know, they some of them may have been a little bit more introverted than the others, but these are still people who were, you know, for the, you know, a well-rounded citizen, you know. So it's not like these were people who were, like, troubled um, in the sense of, like, you know, crime or anything like that. These are just, like, normal people yeah yeah and you mentioned the next level um so they would call it that or the evolutionary level above human which is yes yeah bless their hearts you know because it's like i could see how someone would think like oh you know we have as humans we have a lot of like flaws you know i could see how someone i mean yeah yeah but it's also like at some point you feel like this is a tragedy because these are all very like when you when you see the videos and you see their exit interviews and stuff like that you realize that these are just kind people who I feel like were either really truly believe this or were really really manipulated. Well, I also feel like this could have just dealt with like their mental health. I don't know if you've seen anything about how they were doing like if they had depression, if they had things that they didn't want to believe in. And so not finding a 
not finding a generic thing like Christianity or this like having something that was so evolved that made sense to you that like hey all of my flaws it's okay if I like remove that from myself so I can be the truest version of myself and then I will be the best version of myself when you're already feeling like maybe you have depression or you have like bipolar maybe you have something that is just clouding your thoughts with the type of person you are so I feel like having this being told to them enough where it's mentally in their head that that seems like the best option for you yes you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I think the thing about this too is since they were all very nice caring people is that when people were involved in this cult you know they felt like they were family they felt like they were all one unit um and this wasn't a cult where you know if they left they weren't allowed to come back no people were allowed to freely go and come as you know as they wanted to so this isn't where like he was saying well no you're not allowed to leave like marshall applewhite or doe um (laughs) would let people leave (laughs) freely if they wanted to so it wasn't like he was a violent person it's not like this was founded on violence um but yeah there's just a lot of weird stuff that went on with this cult that seems like there's some red flags. Yeah. Well, they also... So, in 1985, when Bonnie died to cancer, they kind of changed, like, the way that they believed they would ascend. Yes. Uh, originally, it seemed like they would... Originally, it seemed like they believed that the body was just kind of like a container. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reading this wrong. Oh, my God. No, they you're going to believe... <laughs> that they would ascend to heaven while alive on board to a ufo but they later come they later came to believe that the body was like a container or just kind of like a vessel for the soul and that their consciousness would be transferred to the next level bodies upon death yes so so bonnie was super into like astrology and all of that and she was mm -hmm. very peaceful and she was very into that but i do think that when she died that's when things started to get a little bit more like like a shift yes like it was more about Mm -hmm. marshall and how he interpreted things rather than you know i think that bonnie may have been like kind of leading things for a while but then when she left it was kind of like okay well free reign yeah which is weird because that's when he made people basically um do a ceremony to marry him so they all they ha- always go for that, man. They always go for that. Yeah. So the weird thing about this, so this wasn't like a marriage where there's any consummation or anything like that. No, this was everybody basically practiced like um, abstinence. And um, if you were actually ever had like you had the need to have, I think it was called nocturnal emissions for men. There was actually a towel you had to check out and write down like you had to check in and out this towel for if you wanted to to do things. Um <laughs> So, like, they tried to make people, like, basically feel bad if you had, like, you know, urges. Um, but, yeah, I feel like once Bonnie died, it was definitely, it took a it took a turn for, like, a little bit more, um, I would say, extreme. Because that's when it started to kind of come about that it wasn't like your body wasn't a vessel. It was just more like, oh, hey, we're going to, we're actually going to commit suicide. So, everybody tell me how you want to commit suicide, basically. It's just it's bizarre beyond belief Mm. uh on march 26 1997 the san diego county police department found the bodies of 39 active members of the group that had participated in the mass suicide it was a coordinated series of ritual suicides it was lined up with the closest approach of the comet halley bop so you were talking about astrology and stuff uh and because i guess it was a lot of space beings it seems like they were waiting for like comets or some kind of like sign spacey thing to happen like a sign to be like this is the time kind of like it's not the same at all but do you remember um years ago when the rapture happened yes (laughs) 
continue when the rapture happened like three times and like i am not a strong like i've never been a strong believer in there but that's that's always like in the back of my head. I'm like, what if actually it happens tomorrow? And I wake up and it's just me. <laughs> what well, was like 1999 like, Y2K, and then the Mayan calendar yeah. where they they said it was the one year, and they're like, wait, wait, we translate it wrong. It's actually this year. What? And then you're like, wait. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do we yeah, really know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not at all. But it's just, it's just. I think even though not everybody believed in like the rapture kind of stuff, it was enough yes. to like stir up stuff and like make you kind of question like, what if it's actually true? That would be yeah. Kind of crazy. I mean, the thing about this too is that the whole reason that you know they started their cult was back in the seventies. They had so many people, and they kept saying that, "Hey, we would get a sign. We would get a sign." And then people would be like, yep. "Okay, well, where's the sign?" Well, it hasn't happened yet. Well, you tell people that people don't want to follow you if they don't feel like there's you know an actual sign. But then when this yes. hellbop comet comes, they're like, "Well, there we go." This nothing like mm-hmm. this has passed through since the 1500s. We're good. This is awesome. Like, it's our time. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yeah. So I think there was just like this hysteria, and I think it was just honestly that was a recipe for like the perfect timing. You know. Yeah. Um. So just before the mass suicide, the group's website was updated with the message: Hailbop brings closure to Heaven's Gate. Our 22 years of classroom here on planet earth is finally coming to conclusion graduation from the human evolutionary level we are happily prepared to leave this world and go with its tis crew um bro i can't even imagine i can't even imagine like close family and friends after this yeah could you imagine reading something like like enough to like lose somebody to like suicide and then you find out like what they were dealing with and who they were with but like that is just like insane to me I, yeah, because I, I think it's it's important to note, like, too, that, like, not only were they giving these weird, um, like, end of the world, you know, vibes on their website and, you know, other literature that they were handing out. Like, they were doing other things like uh, they would all dress similar. But they would go out to dinner. They would all eat the same meals. Um, you know, they all renamed themselves to kind of take away from their human identity. They, they wanted to dis- disassociate with that. So they gave themselves names that ended with an ODY to kind of make it genderless. They very much wanted to kind of do things that would kind of separate them from their human lives. So it's just, it's one of those things where you have all of these weird behaviors lining up. And then the fact that like they really weren't allowed to talk to their families. It's just like, I would feel so worried if I was their family. Like I would be like, yo, I'm coming to see you. Like, let's go out to cheesecake factory. <laughs> like, let's talk this out. Like what's going on? Like, you know, it's just, there's all these things that are like lining up for it to be like, well, maybe this person's kind of getting brainwashed, but it's like, they all seem genuinely happy though. That's the, that's the weird part about all of this. Why is their website still up? So they paid basically to have the domain hosted for years. So even though a lot of them um, committed suicide, there are still members that they were still on good terms with. So they passed out their literature and they basically said, okay, can you make sure that this still gets shown? Can you make sure that this goes out to this person? Can you make sure? They basically actually made sure that if their, their website went down, they sent floppy disks to different places in the world to make sure it could still, their website could still get like access. And I think there were like two random countries like, some somewhere in south america and maybe like eastern europe but yeah so they they had everything planned very meticulously like down to like when people would receive their like exit interviews which their exit interviews were basically their farewell farewell videos um 
But yeah, that's another thing too, is they had very weird terminology for things. Like instead of like, um, you know, when they, you know, committed suicide or like finished their classes is what they would say. They would say that you were in class 24 hours a day. So anything as a human that you would come into contact with throughout the day was you were still in class. So like it was basically seeing how you would react to everything in your human life. Um, but they would call things like uh, the kitchen, like the, the food lab and like, <laughs> yeah, like the laundry room was like the fiber lab. So like they would change all the terminology to make people in this feel like they were separate from their human life. So it's very it's just very interesting how all of these things culminated and these people changed pretty much everything about their identity, but took on this one, you know. It's crazy. And it's crazy to me that there's just people after this who, like, still stand by it. I still stand by yeah. the cult. I was watching a lot of just, yeah. like, I watched some videos that were on um, people in the group talking about just their experiences with it. And then I watched some videos of people who were in it after the suicide and, like, their beliefs, how they still aligned with it. And then I yeah. also watched some stuff of, like, Marshall Applewhite stuff. And it's just, like eerie like i had a hard time kind of watching all of it knowing what was going on yeah yeah because yeah, he was i feel like he was a very conflicting like he was very conflicted on the inside with everything going on yeah but i mean it, that's the sad thing though is like there are people who still kind of like they they obviously didn't join the mass suicide but they still go along with the teaching still to this mm -hmm. day like there are people who were involved in this cult who even after the mass suicides there were actually people who were involved in the cult who actually ended up taking their yep. lives later I, on I after think it's this. like 10 other people so that's a thing yeah. too yeah so that's a thing too is you had this giant you know mass killing of 39 people in this mass suicide but then you had numerous members afterwards that joined them um, so, I mean, this was definitely something that, you know, people felt in their bodies. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, this is, I think is still the largest mass suicide to the, this day, I think, but I'm like reading stuff and it was saying that, um, two former members are believed to be con like maintaining their website and operating as the Tele Foundation. So T-E-L-A-H, uh, which is just like well i don't know how you stand by it at that point uh, like is there is there i wonder if there's something that has come to them that is like a sign that it was the 39 people or that it was <laughs> t and joe like is has there been signs has there been like moments to them where they're like they're speaking to me i've seen the beings like what is it that's still giving them hope that this is it well, one of the members, after they all committed suicide, he had a friend and he took him a shirt and it had the Heaven's Gate logo. And then it says, what if they were right? And I'm pretty sure he committed suicide after that. Yeah. So I just, you know, it, it's just like, I wonder if after so many years of brainwash and just constant manipulation, like they almost feel like they have to believe it because if they don't, then, then they've wasted their yes, time. Yeah, it's 100% because it's like what, when you come to the reality of that's not it there's still a chance that they then they might like, do that to themselves because they what else do they have to live for after they did that if yeah. that's not true and that there's nothing else to believe in why exist you know what i mean and i mean think about it too these people have been like ne like not necessarily neglecting their families but haven't been talking to their families or you know talking to anybody that they were you know with or around in their their actual like life outside of the cult so it's like imagine having to like tell people like yeah i couldn't talk for 10 years because i've been in a cult because some of these people were in it since the 70s yes. so it's like 20 20 years plus you know that they have kind of lived this life and it's like man 
that's insane. I do want to talk about the outfits real quick because I feel like that's like something that gets talked about often with this cult. Yes, because yeah, sometimes I feel like people may not know Heaven's Gold, but they definitely know the they outfit. know the outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all thirty nine were dressed in identical black shirts and sweatpants, brand new black and white Nike decades athletic shoes and armband patches reading the heaven's gate Wayne team which we mentioned earlier was a reference to star trek each member had on their person a five dollar bill and three quarters in their pocket according to former members this was standard for members leaving the home for jobs and a humorous way quote unquote to tell us that they had left the planet permanently the five dollar bill was for covering the cost of vagrancy laws and the quarters were for calling home from pay phones um once a member was dead, a living member would arrange a body by removing the plastic bag from the person's head, followed by posing the body so that it laid neatly in its own bed uh, with faces and torsos covered by a square of purple cloth for privacy. And uh, I was wondering why the Nikes, and I was also wondering if Nike, like, maybe went down in stock or had some kind of something with that. Um, they said it was just that they got a good deal on the shoes, so they bought it in bulk. And... Um, there was a it says that everyone was just suspected to wear the nikes because he seemed to like it and they had gone with the just do it slogan but pronouncing do it as doe so just do it like yeah that's yeah <laughs> like just bizarre to me so bizarre you know a little wild but marketing geniuses i tell you those away team patches i when i saw that i was like you know that's that's cute though i give them that I just like, and I, I know this is going to sound gross. This is not what I mean. Do you, th I know shoe people are so weird, right? So do you think there's like a weird tie to those shoes now? Oh, yes, there is. Because you can, you, like literally people sell them for thousands of dollars. Because after the event, it was like a, a, a PR nightmare for Nike. That's what I'm saying. I would imagine it would be bad for them. But I feel like all the weird shoe people would be like, these are like, even if it's not those shoes, it's like the brand of shoe, the style of shoe. I feel like it would be a weird thing for them. Yes yep the decades that's oh yeah because on google the Nike they say decades. decades suicide boys that's a little gross but yeah wow yeah so sad yeah. uh but yeah that, again that was like something like when i first heard about this cult like that was the thing that like was so bizarre to me especially uh, everything else but like once you see that picture it's so yeah. unnerving and the fact that they shared so much footage of it is crazy to me too like they just was like yes. here's all the bodies yes. here's what they look like like yeah they basically killed themselves in like three different waves of people and the last two people are the only ones that didn't have like the shrouds over them because they actually ended up putting plastic bags over their heads to asphyxiate themselves um as the last two so th those are the only two without the shrouds but everything else was very uniform um basically the way they understand it is like the first wave would go the people would like t clean up the bodies and take care of you know that that group and then the next group would go and then the, those remaining would take care of them and vice versa and i think marshall applewhite was actually in the second group of of people to actually um take the barbiturates because that's basically the whole idea is they they were like okay well we could get they basically wanted to go out with a bang so they were like well we don't want to do this violently so what's the most peaceful way they could think of and it was basically by taking a, a like large amount of barbiturates and um that way it would be peaceful on their bodies but either way it's still tragic that all of these people lost their lives i'm not happy but the, very often with cults you'll see young children affected and like granted there wasn't any that were in this part of the cult so yes 
that's yeah this wasn't a sexual cult at all in fact they were all um like i said earlier they were they're encouraged to not you know engage in even fantasies you know um so they very much wanted you to strip your like lust and everything like that and leave it at the door basically they said nah not in this house um the way that they did it what you mentioned was like not only the the plastic bags um, but it was fainted barbitol mixed with applesauce or pudding. And then they washed it down with vodka. I mean, take a shot, I suppose, you know. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure that fainted barbitol is the anti-seizure medication that I gave my dog. Yeah, it's used for a lot. Yeah, I was going to say it's used for a lot of things. So I, I, the thing is, is like they had a bunch of nurses that were also members because they would they actually tried to do their own castrations in-house too, which ended up terribly I did not know that I'm gonna throw up that was the grossest thing I've ever heard yeah girl so <sighs> there they had a member named Sorodi and basically he was like their gung-ho like I'll do it me first kind of like yes I'm doing this and they performed a castration because one of the nurses actually worked for someone who did that yeah and it ended up not going well they had to take him to the hospital and then after that somehow through that they found doctors who would perform the castrations though so some of the members were castrated to avoid their like impure thoughts as uh, in their human vessels. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's like this is like one of those things where like they weren't necessarily like violent or abusive or like it wasn't like a sexual thing. Uh, it was just a very like it just seems like Marshall Applewhite obviously had some deep trauma, and I feel like this was his way to yeah. kind of like make himself. I don't know. It's. I mean, he never gave a reasoning, you know? It's not like like he believed in it, yeah. I guess. He really believed in it, and it's just, there's no words for it. Yeah. There really isn't. So now that we're, we've talked about, like, Heaven's Gate in particular, we mentioned, like, Nexium and Charles Manson and stuff. Um, I'd like to talk about just a couple, like, cult movies that oh my gosh, are interesting. Yes. And you can, yeah. We mentioned Midsommar earlier today. Um, that one is, I think, so super well done as far as like showing you how a grieving person could be subjected yes. to this i guess in a way um i know a lot of the movie itself is like foreshadowing like it's almost like a prophecy of like what's to happen to her um but just the way that they manipulate her throughout that movie and take away every like safe thing that she has and how the guy i cannot remember his name the guy that was part yes. of that cult handpicked Danny and was like you, this would be really good for you like because he saw how vulnerable and low she was that is just like a very it's a heavy everybody knows it's a heavy movie going into it but I think it's like done very well oh absolutely but it's also shows you that like some some parts of a cult can be like I guess healing for a person but in other ways I feel like a lot of people in cults they think that the healing is helping them when there's other things that are going on in the background that are manipulating them. Yes, absolutely. So they're like, oh, this is helping me forget about this trauma, but also at the expense of these people manipulating me and brainwashing me. <laughs> so it's like, and, oh, And brainwashing honey. me and giving me new trauma. Yeah. 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 Um, with Midsummer, though, we get Hereditary, which is another like yeah cult one. Yeah, yeah absolutely super cult i think that's the thing is yeah. a lot of people when they think of cult they think of like satanic cult like it's got to be like oh illuminati yeah. like underground secret society is like no these can be like ufo like next level cults too like yeah going into the treehouse bunch of naked old yep. people cult like you know what i mean um and another one i would definitely suggest suggest watching on netflix is the ritual if you haven't seen it have the you ritual. seen it uh 
you know, I'm probably thinking like, no, I'm, I think that's, I'm thinking like the Anthony Hopkins movie where it's like an exorcism, the rights or something. I don't know. So it's five friends um, and they decide that they want to go on this like little adventure together, um, going on like a big hiking trip. And um, they had lost a friend previously and they want to just get together again as friends because they had kind of been separated after the loss of that and uh they go into the woods and a wrong turn gets them lost and it turns into like some north mythology kind of legend stuff and um there's like this big evil spooky okay, monster. Well, I love like, that. Yeah, I, say, it, I love that. It's, <laughs> it's like a little like cult of people in the woods that are trying to essentially like take care of this big monster. Okay, I dig um, it though. That's very I dig good. it though. Yeah, no, it's so good, and it's an, it's on Netflix if you want oh, to check it sure. out. Um, I think Midsummer is on Amazon Prime, and I don't know where you can watch Hereditary. Um, the last cult movie I want to talk about, and then if you have stuff to add, I would love that, is The Lodge. I don't know if you've seen that. I'm, like, going back in my – girl, I've been watching so many scary movies lately. I'm, like <laughs> – It's on Hulu. It is a um, – it's not an A24 film, but it's almost, like, in the same kind of aspect of, like, the way that it's filmed. Like, not a happy ending movie, dark. Uh, there is, like, a very triggering suicide in the movie that's, like, you don't expect it right away. So that's, like, kind of a lot. Um, but it's basically about a woman who is um, with this man who has two children. And she's trying to get on their good side, but they're not a fan of her because now this is the new lady in their life. And so they go to a remote winter cabin and um, the father has to go back for work. And during then a huge snowstorm happens and they're kind of just trapped in a blizzard with the three of them. And a lot of things start to happen. Um, the woman, though, this is not really like a spoiler. They, they tell you it right away. Um, she was involved with a cult growing up. She was a child of a cult. Her father was the leader. And so a lot of things that happen in this movie, you can't tell if it's her mind playing tricks on her, if something else is happening, if there's some kind of like um, like paranormal aspect to it. It's very good. It's very heavy, but it's a very good film. Uh, I thought I really enjoyed it. And like one of the kids that's in um, It, isn't it? I love that. Yeah, so the the main, like, kid from it is in it. He's in that, and um, I thought that was very well done. So it also, when they show clips from the cult, it's the closest to, like, a Heaven's Gate-looking one to me. Like, there is a mass suicide, and it, it, turns, it kind of, uh, they lay out them the same way. Yeah. It's very similar to, like, talking about them in that self. Mm. But do you have any cult movies you recommend? Um, I think the most recent one I watched was Black Christmas. Um, and that uh. <laughs> Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one was a fun one. I liked that one. Um, so I watched that one, which was was basically more of like a fraternity cult. So I was like. Oh, yeah. It's the new one is so, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. Well, it's a Blumhouse weird yeah, thing. Yeah. I was like, okay. Well, I could see that because there's some frat boys out there that are like, you're pretty culty kid. So. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. but you know, like classics like Rosemary's Babies, where it, it Rosemary's Baby, where it's like a cult, like yep. a, you know, a coven of witches, I guess. Um, and then uh, Eyes Wide Shut, Stanley Kubrick, which is like the Illuminati one. Oh my gosh, yeah, that one has Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise, and it's basically like oh, underground secret I societies. I know mm. she's so good. I feel like she's so good for like horror suspense. Oh my gosh, stuff absolutely. That she should do more of it. I, yeah, yeah, she's great. Love her. But yeah, uh, I love those. I'm trying to think of other culty movies that are like, like Wicker Man. Well, I don't have a movie. Yeah, but I have a game suggestion. Oh my god, yes. 
Far Cry 5, if you haven't played it, um, it takes point around the the Eden's Gate cult. So it's like a doomsday cult. And the whole game is like you trying to like get rid of the cult leader, Joseph Seed, and his children who are just like, yeah, it's bizarre. Okay, first off, I love it's that. Most, <laughs> it's such a fun game in general. Like the Far Cry games are great, but I think that one is just so well done. And like it's you can get multiple endings too so it's pretty cool oh, man. I, I love that, that i see out. i love all the yeah. cult theme stuff i love it like here's mm-hmm. the thing is i think i could be in a cult if it was like they weren't trying to first off do suicides like if everybody was like okay let's live in like this little commune like midsummer i could totally do that i feel like commune commune yeah. can can teeter into the world of cults though right totally because can. it's like <laughs> unless you're willing to like be safely around people and like you're gonna share your resources and do good things but what happens when like they have control of everything and then you're just relying on each other and it's i've seen some though where they're like if somebody wants to leave we pull together our resources to help them like get started with a small sum or a small loan so that they can leave and that doesn't seem very cold yeah i think it's about that are like freely if you can come and go freely i think that to me is like okay that's a i mean if they're like oh well i can't leave well (laughs) i mean that's little questionable yeah. honey <laughs> like you know we even talk about scientology oh that right there exactly yeah tons of See, scientology like, stuff I, I feel like that's the that's the thing is i feel like that's why we kind of wanted to take on like one little topic at a time because there are so many like topics within these like subtopics that are like we could go on for like <laughs> okay we're just talking for four hours today everybody <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And, and like, also with the Church of Scientology stuff, like, obviously we know Tom Cruise was, like, a huge factor with that, right? But um, Leah, I cannot remember her last Remini. name. She was on that King of – yes, yeah. She's been, like, I'll go on anything and talk <laughs> about this damn Scientology thing. I'll make my coin. Like, she's openly them on blast. About, <laughs> like, yeah, 100%, which props to her, like, absolutely. Um, with Nexium earlier, too, I mentioned that Allison Mack – she was on Smallville. She had tried to get other celebrities to join, um, as well as, like, the girl who played Lana on Smallville to join with her. And once she realized what was going on, she left immediately. And um, she had to make a statement like, hi, I'm not part of that. You know what I mean? But it's just – it's crazy how they get, like, a celebrity to basically endorse them. And once that happens, it just shifts. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, because there's a lot. a lot of people, too, in Scientology right now that are celebrities. And it's like – how (laughs) how though (laughs) i would like to say um there there's no way we would get like any sort of viewer submission stuff for this episode right so if you maybe have come into contact with somebody who tried to put you or make an offer to join a cult that's something we like to hear about or if you yourself nobody who's in a cult yeah you know we'd love to hear about that (laughs) because it's just like I, i don't know how they find these people that's yeah. my thing like how do you recruit them i don't understand And if there's so many cults out there like i just feel like i would you know what there is a cult i feel like that has uh i'll have to look into it more i'll get back to you on this one there is one in ohio where it's a girl um she does like social media so i don't know if it's real or what she's just <gasps> doing it to kind of blow up on social media but it, i'll have to look into that hope hope saw it the other day on um a Starbucks poll. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, she's like, I looked into it. She's like, I knew you guys were talking about cults. And I was like, girl, I don't know what that is. Our field researcher. <laughs> Our field researcher. Hope, yeah. I love that. Well, if you guys do have any other interesting cult stories or um, just overall true crime, we definitely want to cover more of that this month. You can submit it over to us on our Reddit, which is just Camp Cryptid over on there. Um, we also have our 
section on our website for contact over on campcryptedpodcast.com. You can submit your stories to us. Again, we're always taking submissions for other stuff like your paranormal experiences. Um, Maybe you have like a local legend you want to share with us. And again, we definitely want to hear more true crime, more cult stuff. We would love to hear anything you guys want to send over to us. Um, You can also find different ways to listen to us, which Erica has been pushing us on everything. And it's fantastic. Right now, (laughs) we're like everywhere. We're on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're over on, I think, Amazon even. Yes. Podbean, yes. YouTube, like we're everywhere. And so we love if you want to find the different ways to listen to us, you can go to campcryptedpodcast.com. Um, but I'm sure you could probably just search most of your podcast places and find us somewhere. We should on be it. on there. And if we're not, just shoot us a message and be like, hey, get on this and we'll get we'll get on it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to to say before we head off today? Oh, hey. Also, if y'all love the new sounds that we've got going on and the new mics and everything like that, and you're super excited for what we're trying to do here, make sure to go leave us a review. Uh, we would love to hear your feedback, and we'd love to see that you guys are enjoying this. And uh, we're just super genuinely excited about all of these topics that we get to kind of talk to you guys about because we know that everybody talks about these things, but we haven't talked about them yet. So... <laughs> There's so many things out there that we we are both so passionate about and we just want to talk with them about you all because you know what, maybe it's something that you haven't heard before or maybe you weren't sure about that. So we just honestly, we just want to talk to all of you about all of these cool topics and um, bring you some cool spooky shit. We're also trying to get together soon so we can go tour some stuff together. Um, We're trying to find out maybe if there's a cool way where we could do other YouTube stuff of us like basically ghost hunting or just exploring cool places so if that's something you guys would want to see uh definitely let us know on social media we're over on facebook instagram twitter i think that's most of it right and then reddit yeah yeah reddit so you can let us know uh what you would like to see from that and until next time we'll see you then campers thanks for hanging out y'all